1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. I know people are looking at their watches, looking at their calendars, and going, it's only Tuesday. Did Bob hit the wrong button again? Watch, yeah, watch. Calendar. <laughs> He must have hit the wrong button. No, it's an early Gary Graff this week because of the holidays. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys? We're all right. Um, uh, since uh, last Friday and, and today, a lot of Taylor Swift news. Always. You know, whenever Taylor Swift has anything out, there's going to be a lot of news. I mean, the, you know, and there was, there was some good news uh, on Sunday night. She swept the American Music Awards. She won all six awards. She was up to making her the... Not only the the biggest winner of the year, but she is the biggest American Music Awards winner of all time. So um, you know, already on, really is she oh, already yeah. well, that? She's been, she's been around a while. I mean, I guess. Than you think? I mean, and, she got know, fifteen you, years under her belt already. Would you more say than that. more than more that. than that? And if you uh, you know, and if you think about popping off four or five, six of these a year. You know, they're going to pile up pretty quick. And among yeah. other things, she was the artist of the year this year so that was the good news um for her the you know the not so good news remains ticket you know the ticket master issue the snafu that happened with tickets for her era tour uh, there's there was a lot of you know during since we spoke on friday she came out with a statement basically talking about how upset she even she even said po'd um you know that at how the ticket sales were were handled and mishandled and how badly she feels uh, for her fans, you know, and she did promise that she said, you know, for those who, who didn't get tickets, she's going to find a way for us to all be together. Um, who knows, who knows what that means? Um, it may be. I mean, she's like still going like to make it, a lot of money selling people tickets and they'll get it figured out. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there is the virtual, you know, like the Disney plus like Elton John did this past Sunday. So maybe, or maybe you do something in a movie theater or maybe she adds shows. Oh, well, she has, she already has added more shows. shows Maybe, (laughs) maybe why, why not? Um, Live nation issued an apology. Ticketmaster issued an apology. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, the proverbial, you know, closing the barn door after the Fox got in. Mm. You know, in this case, you know, Ticketmaster did acknowledge it was a terrible experience for those fans, you know, you think. And and now, you know, we do have words that not only the U.S. Justice Department, but attorneys general in several states, including, including Tennessee and, and Nevada and a few other states and more to come, Pennsylvania, on that list, and there will be more to come, are going to investigate Ticketmaster and Live Nation for antitrust and to see if they are indeed abusing their, you know, their position. Uh, there was a good article that actually, actually a friend of mine wrote in, in Billboard, uh, just find, you know, discussing how, you know, did Taylor Swift have, because one of the things that Live Nation you know, came out saying is, well, you know, Taylor Swift chose and chose to go with Ticketmaster, implying that she had a choice. Yeah, I was going to um, say, what choice is there? Who's the other big ticket outlet? Well, remember when, remember when Pearl Jam was going to uh, uh, bring Ticketmaster or Ticketron to its knees and you would buy tickets through their website and Eddie Vedder was going to print them <laughs> himself or whatever <laughs> right. years ago? And yeah, that and didn't, didn't work. Re- 
it didn't work. I didn't realize how you know how involved the ticketing business is. There are other ticket outlets. In fact, the Taylor Swift tour is being produced by AEG Presents, which is Live Nation's competitor. But and and AEG has its own ticket service called AXS. However, the venues that Taylor Swift wanted to play in have exclusive deals with Ticketmaster. So right. they didn't. She did not have the option. Okay, that's, could... that's that's going to be what comes up under the microscope. Is are these exclusive deals fair business practice? It just seems like it's you know bad business practices. If the competition, since is people are paying twenty two and thirty thousand dollars for some of these yeah. tickets, or that's what the story is anyway. Well, it's, ba- it's bad business practice when it doesn't go right. Clearly, right. and when you have when you have a situation that's very that very transparently allows the, the ticket seller to set up a situation where it can scalp its own tickets that it's selling. So what did Springsteen have to say where he chimed in on all So this was interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rolling Stone spoke with Springsteen just after he started the whole, um, his his run on The Tonight Show last week. And they asked him about it, and, and I have to admit, I was taken aback a little bit by his, the, his unapologetic response that, they came down to, I want, I want the money. You know, you didn't have to read that far between the lines. Because, uh, you know, now his explanation, a lot of it was about, you know, for years we've underpriced tickets in the market and everybody's in their 70s now. And, you know, it's time for us to get a piece of that pie. So yeah. this, but this flies in the face of what he has built his reputation on. Correct. Right? As Correct. far as like, hey, I'm one of you. Yeah. We're all just Denim working. jackets, pickup trucks right. out there on the old farm. Right. I'm just, we're all just working. We're all in this together, except I'm really rich. And, and, and I'm going to get richer. Right. And I was, I was a little surprised by that. I expected him to maybe equivocate a little bit more. I mean, I guess if that's how you really feel. Kudos to you for stepping out and be at least being honest, even if we don't like what you have to say. You're being honest about why true. you did this. You're not trying to throw anybody under a bus or anything. He, as far as I can tell, he was taking responsibility for being part of the decision-making process. He said that he told his people to go get him the kind of money that the Harry Styles are getting and the Weekends are getting and the Taylor Swifts are getting. That was very Jersey of him, just telling it's, it like it is. It's real. You know, you, you give them That's that. why they love him in New Jersey. <laughs> um, <laughs> another little piece of news that came out of that interview that, that I found interesting was he's talking about releasing a box set of these unreleased albums. He said there are... And that ain't going to be cheap either. <laughs> very well done. Thank you, Rocky. Um, it's, well, I guess that's Philly, not Jersey. But, uh, you know, five albums, all very different. I mean, one is apparently like a techno drum loopy kind of album. And we've heard about these. He's talked about them over the years. But it sounds like now he's going to make a concerted effort to put them out, which, you know, will be interesting to the Springsteen fan. I don't think we're looking at any of these. Techno like, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, like, uh, you know, or, or I would suspect it's more ambient than techno. Okay. It'll be interesting. I'm just getting this um, weird kind of David Bowie. I know. Well, <laughs> like yeah. Bruce Springsteen dressed like Ziggy Stardust. Would that be something? It would he's be something. Little, he's got a little more forehead now for the lightning bolt. <laughs> I tell you what, it's, not that I'm one to talk. That would be something. Something I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs>
And before we jump off the whole Ticketmaster generated discussion here, one other funny thing that's going on. So Nikki Six from Motley Crue is now at war with the Swifties because he took to Twitter, uh, you know, to air his thoughts about the matter. And, you know, basically his comment was, is it just me or does Taylor Swift always seem like she's whining about something oh boy. Every, time, every time she's going to drop an album? And then hash, hashtag, uh, what is it, uh, World's Me Marketing. So, well, so, and? You know, so, and? Well, and then the Swifties are just piling on. You know, so, right, you but know. did... A lot of people kind of quietly nod their head and feel, say, feel the same yeah. way. You know, it's, uh, that's, uh, we'll see. We'll see if she adds more shows. We'll see what she does. You know how Mariah Carey wanted to be the queen of Christ- queen of Christmas? Is that the story we had last week? Mm-hmm. And they said, the court said, no, you cannot be the queen of Christmas. Right. Taylor Swift could probably get a copyright on whining. Maybe. Because it's her move. It's what she does. And her fans rally around that that, that whiny oh battle you'll, cry. You'll be killed on the I'm way home. I'm just saying. He's, he wants to be, he I'll wants be killed to be by my own children now. then. He'd be run <laughs> off the road. Uh, <laughs> is, is that, that's, but that's kind of her move, right? She, You know, there's definitely a level of angst, you know, that comes from her music, of course. That's, yeah. that's, part, that's part of it. And uh, But with, she's not, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with Nikki on this one. I mean, you know, yes, in the music, if you want to call it whining, other people call it soul-bearing. Um, but in terms of the business, this this has not happened before with her. You know, everything everything has pretty much gone smoothly and on the up and up. And this is this is the first time she's been embroiled in something like this. Nikki Six wanted this attention. He knew oh, of that. Course. Well, he, yeah, he, 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 yeah, that, right. that got him some uh, play. Right. right, we're talking oh, about him. I should say something exactly. about Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe maybe are. a couple, maybe a couple Swifties will buy some Motley Crue music, uh, even if it's yeah. just to burn it. Maybe. Huh. And, and looping back to Taylor Swift for just a second, Ticketmaster has to keep two things in mind. One. Taylor Swift is big enough to buy Ticketmaster and fire all of them. Or two, worse yet, start her own ticket company. Yeah, well, the, you know, the point there is there are other ticket companies they that are out there and that do a good job. They are just not allowed to sell in the venues where Taylor Swift and Bruce Springsteen and the others are playing. You know, Ticket Ticketmaster gets exclusive deals. I'm sure they do at the Fiserv, too. And they have an exclusive deal at these venues, and like I said, that is what the the crux of the legal matters, the investigations, what the attorneys general look into is, you know, are these are these exclusivity deals proper, or do the or do they need to be dismantled? No, I think a little, you know, vying for uh, money between those companies would would be a good thing. What's yeah. uh what's a, a Dale story today? Well, she is, uh, you know, she did finally successfully, it sounds like successfully start her Las Vegas run over the weekend at Caesars Palace. She played a couple of shows, although she told the audience she almost didn't because she felt sick as a dog. Um, But she did go out and do the shows. It sounds like the sickness may have been nerves. And the reviews are very positive. It's a 20-song show, lots of confetti, a burning piano at one point. (laughs) This Um, is the show where she, you know, she just couldn't get it done before, right? The set right, wasn't the right. The production couldn't be done before. Right. So okay. It, Not to her satisfaction. So they finally Correct. got it all squared away. And there's yeah. a burning piano thing in there's there? There's a burning piano as part of it. All right. Um, and people seem to be happy, and it's going well enough that she's adding two New Year's Eve weekend shows. Um, 
to to the residence. Couldn't have been all she that was, nervous. Right, take, exactly. She was going to take it all off, and guess what? She's going to sell tickets uh, through the Ticketmaster verified fan <laughs> plan. Uh, perhaps she should talk to Taylor Swift before she does that. I'm sure she's heard the stories, right? Uh, she's living would, a bubble. Think, you would think. Yeah. And then the other fun tidbit out of this is apparently she is refusing to stay at Caesar's Palace even though she's playing there because she wasn't offered a nice enough suite. Uh, report, oh. Reports are that her suite, the suite they offered her, wasn't as nice as what some of the high rollers get. So she is staying at a private villa over at the Wynn and then coming over to Caesars to do her performance. That's not very cool, It's a right? slap, isn't it, at Caesars? Or yeah, a little is... bit, yeah. It's a slap. It's, it's there. They slapped they just... her. You know, it was considered a snub. She and Caesars I... just can't get this thing dialed in and get on the same page completely on this. I mean, there were a lot of people, you know, when it, when when the when they, the residency was first postponed, there were a lot of reports that it was going to move to the win, that she was holding Caesars responsible for not getting it, not getting the production together for hmm. her, so and that that she was going to go to the win. So clearly, there were. This is the result of some negotiations that happened during that process. All right. Well, I hope she gets it all. I hope she's comfortable. What did she need? A second bedroom? You know, <laughs> I, I assume Bigger a suite bath? as long. I assume a suite as long as a city block. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe. I mean, it. Let's not let's not be modest about well, that. Whoever gets the blame for that. Uh, who's the most dysfunctional band that you can think of offhand? The most the dysfunctional. Most, it, it, it is rapidly becoming Journey. Yeah, well, that right. And yeah. and now they're suing each other, and they're all in the band, and they're suing each other. Well, well now everybody has sued everybody else <laughs> at, at this point. You know, they went through the crazy lawsuit where the two, where the rhythm section tried to take control of the band and oust uh, Neil Sean and, and Jonathan Kane, who are the creative uh, nucleus of, of the band. Uh, now, you know, and then Steve Perry suing Kane and Sean over trademarks to song titles. Now, Neil Sean is suing Jonathan Kane over, it's basically over financial matters related to the running of Journey. It's through a company they established called Nomoda. The big the big issue is apparently, well, at least Neil Sean claims, Jonathan Kane has had sole possession and control of the American Express card for Nomoda, for the company that runs all the affairs of journey, and that that he Neil Sean has has asked many times, has never been given access to it, is not a signer, does not see financial records, and you know that Jonathan Kane is out there with the with the sole uh, discretion of the American Express card and account for the, the business of Journey. Uh, the suit also alleges that Jonathan Kane has been difficult to deal with. It says refused to deal with critical time-sensitive touring contracts for Journey's 2023 tour, which, by the way, starts in January, and that he is also delaying payments to band and crew members who he feels, or he feels, Jonathan Kane feels, are non-essential and that Neil Sean believes are essential. So, you know, there's, who knows what the, you know, what the real story here is, <laughs> if it's. So am I to believe that Jonathan Kane after the shows, goes in and does the ledger and crunches numbers? They don't I, have I'm, people for that? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they do have people. Um, they do have people for that, and they probably have their own people. <laughs> Maybe he just checks their work. 
Which is yeah, which is the you know the again the crux of the issue here wow. is that we, you know it's one guy with the credit card and two guys who own the band, and and Neil Sean considers himself to be the founding member of Journey, not just a founding member. Uh, he's he's position he considers himself to be the founder of the band, even though there were four of them at the beginning plus a manager. How many uh, members have there been in a band altogether? I think it's like something. I counted it once. It's something. I think it's between fourteen and twenty. Wow! It depends on who you, it depends on who you count. You know, yeah. who you count as uh, as actually having been in the band or not? Because um, you know, they haven't all recorded, and in some cases they haven't all toured. So, so this is just another another ugly part, an ugly chapter in a in what's been a very ugly book uh, in the past couple of years, and I don't know. You know, apparently, the, you know, this will not be heard in court until March, and they're supposed to go on the road together in January. January, right. They have to stand on the same stage, wow, but good luck with that. Now, dude, the... They have done that before, by the way. They, I remember Neil and Jonathan were basically, you know, at war. Now, this is going back. On social days. media. They Six were... years ago via social media. Right. Yeah. They were lighting each other up, and then they go on stage. And then they to... go on stage. And I talked to uh, some of the guys in Asia who were opening for them on that tour, and they said, yeah, well, you know, we didn't see any problems, you know, we didn't see them together all that much, but, you know, they weren't fighting, and, you know, they weren't yelling at each other or throwing fists and catering or anything like that, so I guess within the dysfunction, they know how to function. That uh, Eagles documentary is, what was it? <laughs> Starting to look like the Brady Bunch, isn't Glenn Fry walking over to Don Felder on stage and tell him, I can't wait till we're gonna, done with this. I never have to deal with you. Yeah. yeah, two more songs. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Kick your ass. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe we'll get a good story uh, like that out of Journey. But yeah. but Felder said, you know, they, it was they they didn't hang out together toward the end. You know, they were all doing their own thing. They saw each other on stage. That was. And it. I think I think it's the same. It's the same with Journey. I mean, they even just because of circumstances during the pandemic, they recorded this read this new album separately. It was totally a virtual album. But you know, when they're on tour, everybody kind of does their own thing. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose and, you'd go nuts. They're not, as... they're not that far from the only band that that's like that now. Uh, really, I I remember when Tom Petty would tour. Um, they said they saw him on stage. The band said, "Yeah, we, we just saw, the later years." They said, "We didn't see Tom until showtime and sound checks." That yeah, was it. That, that happens. That happens in a lot of bands. They kind of go and do their own, you know, do their own thing. The Stones have always have traveled separately. You know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash used to travel separately. Can you imagine if you're Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and every day you went somewhere together, and then you did the show together? Oh, no. And, no, you drive each other crazy. Yeah, well, that's, that's what they, you know, once once you get out of the van. You know, and you can you can graduate <laughs> to other other modes of travel. You get out of each other's hair, and that that, that ultimately makes for the, the health of the band. I mean, let's be better. honest. David Crosby was too much even on stage for those guys. This is true. So, all right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, listen, you have a great holiday weekend. You and, too. And to you. Don't Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you. Don't eat too much. And, uh, uh, we'll, see you, uh, we'll see you in December. Right. All right. Yes, we will. All right, Gary, talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Gary Graff, our music guy.